What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. It is your host, Jake Paul. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what just came out of my mouth. I wasn't thinking that. I wasn't thinking clearly, but um, welcome back to Whining Through My 20s. I am Kate. And I'm Becca. Um, we have no idea what the fudge we're doing on here. What the fudge, Becca? Why'd you say what the fudge? <laughs> Because we had some complaints from our elderly audience, and they were a little offended with the amount of cussing that we had. My grandma, your grandparents, my father. I mean, who would have thought that the elders were listening to us? I didn't know they had that much time in their day. Instead of whining through my 20s, we should call this whining through your 80s. <laughs> hey, hey now, Bubby's not 80 yet. Don't, don't shout, don't call on tell her that she is only living it up at 75 um but also on that note i know all of our grandparents wanted a little shout out so tonight bubby this one's for you and david and ann shout out to you guys i'm so happy you're listening and we'll try and tone it down with the f-bomb Yes, we will. Um, so, Kate, let's start off. How are you, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling today? pretty good. I definitely... Okay, so we had a lot of technical issues before we started the podcast today. So my vibe was like, ugh, like I was not feeling the technology aspect of this podcast. I was really mad at it. But now that it's working, everything seems to be going smoothly. I'm really excited to be here, excited to be back with you and to kind of just talk about more of our 20s and I don't know how your weekend was. So how about you? How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a little anxious because me and Sam put an offer on a house today and we find out at nine o'clock if we got it or not. So the anticipation, that's kind of scary. It, honestly, it's a big step in our relationship and also just like a big adult move, like buying a house. What? I'm only 24. How is this happening? I don't know. That's a huge accomplishment though. I mean, you're 24 and thinking about buying a house, I mean, you're farther in life right now than a lot of people in their 20s to be honest I mean that's a huge thing not a lot of people are buying houses at at your age so I mean congrats to you guys for real I hope you get it yeah hopefully we will it's a really cute house um Rosie will get a yard which I know she will love so it will be good times um but yeah thanks for checking in no let's move on to our wine review wine are we drinking today we are drinking the collection I didn't know that it is a Target wine. So I think it's the Target brand wine. Um, It's super cute. It has um, some little art on the front. Um, But we will definitely talk more about the wine at the end of our podcast. We'll give you guys a review. But to start us off, to start our podcast, Kate, let's do a little cheers. Cheers. Again, we are sitting far away from each other again, trying to figure out the sound. But hey, cheers. I hope you guys heard that. <laughs> yeah. So, Kate, um, I think the main goal of our podcast tonight was kind of to talk about how the 20s are for a majority of at least women, maybe not male, maybe male. I don't know. Whatever you feel. Respect. R E S P E C T. We don't have respect in our 20s. And that's what we wanted to talk about today feeling respected and I think this is honestly it's like 
respect from other people and our jobs and our friendships, but also like kind of like self-respect, like and that like self-love part of it. I feel like this is a really hard time to like find yourself. I completely agree. I didn't even think about the self-love aspect of it, like the self-respect part. I was kind of thinking like when I was talking about not feeling respected in your 20s, like we're too young to be doing certain things, but we're also too old to be doing certain things. Like when I'm at work, like sometimes I feel like I'm the youngest person there. And I feel like, so like I was saying, I wasn't even thinking about that self-respect part of it. Cause I feel like self-care is like self-respect. Like, I don't know, like we're still learning how to respect ourselves. But I was thinking that like when I go to work, like and I am one of the youngest people there, I don't feel like I am respected sometimes. Like I do feel like I'm respected, but I feel like like I don't know, like where do I fit in in life being a young person in their 20s? You know what I mean? Yes. And I will say, especially with our jobs, working with kids, we don't have our own kids. And I actually had this discussion with our boss the other day. And I was like, it's hard when you're trying to work with parents and tell them like how to help their child's behavior. And I, multiple times they've been like, well, how the hell heck do you know that this is going to help my parenting or this is going to help my kid? And I, part of me wants to be like, well, you're right. I have no idea. I'm not a parent, but I will say what my boss said was like, but Rebecca, you were trained in it. You focus on it. You've studied on it. You've you're getting your master's on it. So you are very well educated on it. Yes, you can't be in their shoes and truly experience it, but you've learned a lot from it, which made me feel really good. So, yeah, that's a good, like kind of a reassuring statement that, you know, your boss made, well, our boss, cause we have the same boss, but, um, yeah, I totally agree. Like when we, we graduate, we have a degree, a specialization in some way and somewhere like we have that social work, therapeutic, that like that's what we do like we are trained and that is what we do you know I can't help but think like like we don't have enough experience like I don't know you know what I mean so yeah going off of that like I feel like being in your 20s most of us graduated college we have our first time job I mean throw COVID on top of that it's hard for people to find jobs right now sometimes it's if, even if like I know for a lot of our friends right now, they're struggling because they have their first job and they hate it. And I feel like that's something that like <laughs> a lot of people don't prepare you for, that you are going to hate your first job most likely. Like it's rare that you're going to like spend your whole life in that job. And I think that that is hard because the older generation is like, well – you guys just like think that you deserve better and more like you have to work to get to the top and I'm like well maybe we just have higher um expectations of ourselves. like we believe that we are qualified enough to get that better job and so we don't like being where we are when we know we can do better like nothing makes sense to me anymore it's like they have like these people that are like oh you have to work so hard like you're, you're fresh at an entry-level jo- level job in your early 20s right out of college. And then you have those older people you work with who are like, you got to work hard to get where you are. You know, you have to have all this experience. I'm like, I totally get it. And I'm thinking in my head right now about this meme that I saw the other day. It was like um, people out of, the, out of college trying to get a full-time job. Like n- you need a master's degree. You need um, like five, lo- five years of experience or 10 years of experience. 
and then you go into an interview and it's just like frick you yeah i have my middle finger up right now like oh sucks to suck like you're not gonna get this job because you don't have all these things i'm like but i'm 21 like trying to get a job and go into the real world what do you expect you know what i mean it's like they expect people expect so much from you in your early 20s but also you don't get things that you want because you don't have the qualifications like you don't have the like requirements and everything so it's like what do what do people expect of us you know what i mean and I think this is especially, I don't know if it's like TikTok or what right now, but there's definitely a lot of um, tension between all the generations, I would say, overall. Absolutely. Um, tension. Yeah. Like, I feel like right now, honestly, I'm hating a little bit on the generation below us for getting rid of all the things that I love and making me feel bad about wanting to wear them. Like, getting rid of skinny jeans or the, the side part. Like, why can't that be okay? Why? This why? seems like something that you've really thought about, Becca. Tell me more. The skinny jeans? I have. Come on. I am really upset about it because I think that the baggy pants just do not fit my body. And I actually, so I was prepared for this today. I was um, on Instagram and does anybody follow the her name or she calls herself like Blog Lotties. I know Blog Lotties. Yeah. Blog Lotties. I love her. Right? Yeah. So I follow her. Her name is Cassie. Casey Ho. Yeah. Um, and she's like an influencer. She does yoga, um, all that kind of stuff. But she made a post earlier today. It was like, it was the differences of her in skinny jeans, um, bell-bottom jeans, and then like the baggy like mom jeans. And she made a really good point. She was like, there, of course, is she called out how like history repeats itself how fashion goes in and out of style um Mm -hmm. and she said something i'm gonna just read it she said um in reality fashion kind of just recycled itself over and over because the people who used to wear it are now too old to care so when the younger generation gets to discover it and then the fashion is actually how it fits your body and that's how it should be because like I think what she's saying is just because the little girls below us are saying skinny jeans are out. Well, what if baggy jeans look bad on me? Why do skinny jeans have to be out? Why can't all the jeans just be in? Why can't we just all like love all the styles that because it fits other people differently? Sorry, I'm, Sorry, I'm, I am heated. About I, this topic. I can I can tell you're very heated about this topic, you know, because you know my answer to this. Like I just sort of wear whatever I wear and whatever. I don't think trends like certain trends ever will stay. I think fashion definitely comes and goes, but there are pieces that are so timeless and those are the ones that you want to stick to. You know, like if you buy something that's $2 off Forever 21's website or you buy like like the, the trendiest item off of Boohoo or ASOS or Pin- Princess Polly, all those like typical girl stores, like those will not be in style and you're wasting your money. And also there are people who are working for $2 like a day to make those trendy outfits. Like, so I think if you're going to stick to your gut, do not stick to to fashion trends, stick to timeless pieces that you can have in your closet for years and years. Like those are what are going to be, that's what's going to be important. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, And I know we kind of veered off towards fashion, but back to the like respect in your 20s. Um, I don't know. I just... I feel like it's definitely a weird time in our life. We are all trying to figure out like where we are financially for the most part. We're trying to 
figure out like how to budget. Like I know some people like didn't start budgeting until after college. Um, and honestly, like I wish I. Rosie is making an appearance. Brief pause. So I wish like I would have started saving in like high school for where I am now in my life. Like then I, I see people who are like, I put this much money in investments and now I'm a millionaire at 28. And I'm like, I didn't even know what investments were until I graduated college, honestly. Um, so I think that's like, I think we're talking about respect in like a very broad um, aspect, but like overall, Like generation like, respect. Yes. A lot of generation respect. And I mean- I love, and I know any generation would say this, but, like, I don't really, like, I love our generation. I think that we are very movement forward and, like, definitely want to be remembered. And I think that's where sometimes the older generation looks at us as, like, trying to mess up what's already in order or um, trying to like kick them out of their jobs because we're coming in with more degrees or like higher educations. Um, Because like I know some of our parents like only got like their bachelors. Like not – it's not like the master's like and that was like a big thing until really um, like 10 years ago. Yeah, I feel like – I always said this when I was deciding if I was going to go to college or not. I mean, I always knew I was going to go to college, but I remember um, like my mom, my dad, um, they only have bachelor's degrees. My mom got a master's degree later on because like she realized that like, oh, like now be having a master's is kind of like the new bachelor's degree. And like my dad has a great job, only has a bachelor's degree, not even in the area of his field. So there's definitely pressure to get higher education, you know, and there's just so much pressure with that. And I, yeah, I, I hear you with that. And then it's also like the price of it. It's like they put us all in debt trying to get our master's. And it's like, why? We, we need a job, but how are we supposed to not be in debt if we can't get a job until we are already in debt? Like, you know, like. Right, um, yeah. But, you know, there's also, I will say, a lot of pros of being in your 20s. We don't have. Lots of pros. I know we're only thinking about the cons sometimes, but lots of pros. Um, But overall, I would say I find myself a lot in my 20s wishing for the future because I think that like, oh, maybe in my 30s, I'm going to be more financially stable. I'll maybe be settled with like a fun family or like I'll be able to afford these fun trips and like do all the fun things. And I'm like... I can do that now, but it's like I'm on a penny instead of maybe I could take a trip to, I don't know, somewhere really cool. Right. When I, I notice that you do that a lot. You you think of life like in your 30s mm-hmm. rather than like thinking of what you're doing now. Like you, you do a lot now, but I notice that you think, well, I'm not going to be doing this now because I don't have the money to do that now. But later on, like I will be financially able to do what I'm thinking of right now, you know? Like, for instance, you buying, you guys are buying a house right now. And I, you were already thinking like years down the road, like, oh, like, and if we want to move, we can rent out this house and make money. And, and we're investing in property right now. Like you are very like, I would say 10 years ahead in thoughts. 
compared to me. <laughs> but it sucks sometimes. Like, I wish I could just be here and be in our 24s because, like... I hear you. Yeah. It's, it sucks. I, like, I don't want to look back and be like, oh, I wasted, I wasted my 20s worrying about the 30s. I don't think you're wasting your 20s at all. I think it's good that you have a mindset and, you know, a a vision as to where you see yourself. I mean, I feel like everyone does who's in their 20s because we're still growing. Like, that's why it's like thinking of being in our 20s, like, where do we fit in in the adult slash young adult mindset? You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like we're not, we're still kids and we're still learning and, when we get to 30s, then we kind of think like, oh, we'll finally be an established adult, you know? And that's why our thoughts are always like eight years ahead of where we are. And I don't think you're wasting your 20s. I feel like I don't, like, you might just be wasting stress instead of your time. You know what I mean? You're wasting your time stressing about eight years down the road, you know? I feel like we all do that, like, for sure. (laughs) Like the what ifs. Exactly. Um, I don't know. What do you think about your 20s? You're going to be 24 in May. Yeah, I'm still 23 May. I'm kind of like a later birthday. So I'm really, really excited to be 24, to be honest. I mean, I kind of feel like ever since I hit 21, things have just been kind of flying by, to be honest, and these years are flying by because there's not really that marker birthday. The next marker birthday is... 30. Becca, what are you doing? <laughs> Guys, Becca, I, I Becca's like sh- nipple was just out. I yeah, guess you I didn't even notice it. I was just sitting here in my top and it was just hanging out. And I was like, oh, shoot. What am I doing? If only right we now. were recording this right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, video recording we it. Aren't. Thank God we aren't. But okay, go on. No, so but I, I think what I worry about in my 20s mostly, like I don't think it's the age part of it. I think – Maybe it is the age part of it, but I just think of myself. I feel like this is where a lot of my anxiety came from. But each year that goes by is just me getting older and away from the younger time. You know, like get. I feel like each year that we get older, we get more established and more content. That that scares me because I like having options. I like being young and being able to be physically able to do certain things that I won't be able to when I'm 40, 50. But if you think about it, that's such a long time away, you know, like, but it, but it, time goes by so fast. Like, I think that's what scares me is being 50 tomorrow. Nothing wrong with being 50, but like just being more established and more like set in stone in your life, I think, because we kind of right now are just like, hey, like we're trying this, trying that. Oh, like I'm buying, I'm buying a house, I'm buying a car, like because I don't have kids to worry about. Like I can do whatever I want because I have adult money, but also no responsibilities with that. So I think that's what scares me is getting closer and closer to that established life. Like it sounds nice, but it's scary. I also think that um, like in our 20s, like being 21 and being 28 huge difference I feel like I feel like 21 like is so like not as mature as someone who's like 20 in most cases I mean yeah there's some 28 year olds who probably aren't or even less mature than a 21 year old um but I think about it like they're all in different stages of life and it's just in your 20s. I feel like once you go past 30 it's kind of like okay most of your friends are probably married 
probably as you're like most of your friends probably have kids or probably thinking about kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's like, but now, I mean, from 21 to 28, like when you're 21, you're still in college. When you're 28, you could be married and like two drastic different times in your life, but it's still compacted as your 20s. Like, um, I think it's... It's the beauty of it. Yeah, like it's just, it's crazy. And I think it's also, it's hard to keep those relationships during your time in your life because so many people, yeah, we could be all the same age, same age range, but also at various stages in our life. Like I know it's hard to keep in touch with people who are in college still, even though they're in their 20s, but it's like they are still going to big parties, getting drunk on Thursdays. Sorry, I'm yawning. Um, Like getting, yeah, sorry. Getting tired. I know. Um, Like going out on a Thursday night, whereas like on Thursdays I'm in bed by 8 o'clock. I couldn't even think about going out and I'm only 24. And that's not even that big of an age difference. Like, so it's definitely like, that also has to do with like our generation respecting everyone else in their 20s. Because like, I mean, I know it can be really hard not to judge people. Like right now, like when you see everyone on Instagram getting engaged and you're like, okay. Like, and this goes back to like the self-judge. Am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something wrong? What am I doing wrong? And I feel like I saw one of those things on Facebook where it compares like a girl married and then a girl like getting a promotion in her job or like not saying that either one is wrong or either one is right. It's just like trying not to compare yourself again to other people and where they are at life or where they are in their relationships because it's like, yeah, we're all in our 20s, but at different stages of our 20s and all very individual humans. So like, of course, things aren't going to be the same in each other's life. But I feel like that's another thing, like respecting girls who don't want to have kids until they're late, 30s like that should be something that is like totally acceptable but it's also totally acceptable for someone to get pregnant at I mean honest any I mean maybe it's not super acceptable I'm I'm accepting of it if you came to me when you're pregnant like 15 I'd be like oh awesome but I'm saying like in everyone's eyes the prime time to get pregnant is like your late 20s because like for women but like just allowing that to be I'm rambling sorry you take it away no you're making a lot of valid points I feel like what I took from what you said was like we're all at emotionally different maturity levels I don't know and there's nothing wrong with that being in your 20s kind of going back to like how everyone in their 20s and like what age you are is such a like a big difference like thinking of me when I was 21 versus me at 23 even though it seems like it's only like two years apart like emotionally and mature like I was not it's so like I feel like that could have been 10 years ago you know and um like I definitely miss having that 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 20s time you know and I get jealous Loki of my sister because she's a senior in college and she's doing all those things that we already went through and next year, you know, she's probably going to be at that weird stage where, you know, you, you're done with college. You know, what do you do now? You have to get a full-time job and you have to kind of leave that fun lifestyle and that community of a, of a university. And it's really scary. But I low-key am jealous of the early, early 20s, even though we're still in early, early 20s. But I'm jealous of the 20, 21-year-olds. and Because, you know, that this is what goes back to, like, are we adults or are we not adults? Are we kids? Like, you know what I mean? Because 
I look at people who are 21 like they're kids, even though they're adults. But like I look at them like they're still kids. Like we're growing up and we're going through changes. Yeah, 21, we can drink. Like that's awesome. That's fun. But you're still a kid. And me, I feel like I am at an emotionally more mature level than someone who's 21, but I still feel like a kid. Like, I don't, like, where do we fit in, you know? And, you know, where, where do we fit in in that aspect? Because I still want to be blacked out at a frat house, but it's, it's not acceptable for me to do that anymore. <laughs> I wish it was. And I think, I think that, like, it goes with when you start college, like you come from high school, you're leaving that period in your life. Like you're leaving high school, you're coming to college. You come to college, you spend four or five years trying to figure out like who you're going to be the next four or five years. And then all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, you're graduated and it's like, what do I do now? Whoa, 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 whoa. wait a minute. Like where, what just happened? Like, I thought I would be in college forever. Like I, and then graduation day happens and then you're expected to just stop. You're what? Expected, it doesn't make any yeah, sense. You're expected to literally graduate and then live on your own. It's literally like for, I know some people like that's kind of how high school is because like they have to pay for their high school and like all their housing and stuff. And then there's other people who like their parents support them all throughout college. And it's like, but then there's just like a day where it's like, well, shoot, I am on my own. I have to find somewhere to live. I can't live on college campus. Like what, where is my next step? And I know a lot of people feel like it, maybe it's became more popular if I've just been more like aware of it. But like a lot of people are considering like moving different States. Um, like who are they going to live with? Like literally it's like, restarting a whole nother chapter and I feel like college is the last time that you have that like safe net of like connections and then once you're off in the real world it's like you have to find that and wherever you lead yourself is where you're gonna be and like obviously can change and stuff but like it's you have to refine that safety net almost and I feel like I am just starting to find that safety net. It took me a while, but it's really scary, at least for me. Like, I don't deal with change very well. Like, any drastic kind of, like, change is really hard. And I think, like, like any time, like, I remember going back into, like, elementary school, middle school, high school, me moving from middle school to high school, really hard. Like, I remember crying, just, like, I felt like I had no friends. Like, that was really hard. High school to college, oh my God, bawled like a baby every day until I found like a sense of community and a group of people leaving from college to real life so hard. Like I remember like, and with COVID happening, you know, like my mental health was not the best because like I was so confused about like where I was going to fit in in life. And I think that's kind of what we all go through. Like I, like I know Alec, I think is going through some of those thoughts right now and he's finally kind of getting back to that point. I know you've had those thoughts. Sam's had those thoughts. Pretty much all of our friends have had those thoughts. And I feel like it all comes from that fear of unknown, that fear of, am I doing something important for the world? And am I making other people happy slash are people going to look at me like I'm a success or am I, are people going to look at me like I'm a failure? I feel like a lot of our post-college experiences, like I know when I see people like from college who I haven't seen in years, like sometimes I think like, oh, this person will judge me. Like if I am not doing something amazing, if I am not doing 
the best. Like, I am terrified to have to go back to, like, my high school reunion because I'm like, am I going to be up to par with everyone else in the world? Like, Like, sorry, I'm not a CEO of a company yet. Like, like, give me a few years. A CEO of social worker. Maybe we'll start our own philanthropy or something. Yeah, um, that's fun. Give a shout out um, any names if you guys have any ideas for us. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, it's just, it's definitely a weird time. This is the first time in my life where I have definitely felt like I'm, I know there's a bunch of 20-year-olds doing dealing with, like, the same emotions and thought process that I have. But, like, it definitely feels a lot lonelier than I think um, many other years of my life has felt. Like, it's just very – it's a confusing year. And, like, my sister, she's a junior in college. And I feel like that was also a pretty hard year in my 20s because it's like you're right. You're getting close to graduation everyone's starting to make their next step plans and you want to make sure that you've made the right decision like so it's a very and it's like are you happy with who you are like am I being the best version of myself kind of like what you were saying earlier just trying to find like find yourself in this crazy world of a mess that it is um so yeah I don't know yeah finding ourselves this crazy world of a mess and trying to figure out who we are and how we're going to use our personality to do something amazing. And I try and give myself reassurance every day. Like I am doing the best that I can. I'm doing the best for myself. And if other people don't like it, can't see it, then that's their problem. And like I said, like one of my biggest, um, like my new year's resolution was to live a values-based life versus a goals-based life. Because like, I'll tell you why I know, you know why, but I'll tell everyone who's listening why. Because if you are focused on your values, like if you're focused on your personal feelings, like who you want to be as a person, that's all that matters. If you're living a goals-based life, you are going to never be satisfied with what you're doing. And I think that's something that I have to constantly tell myself because leaving college and going into the real world and having all these people expecting so much from you, like you have to kind of tell yourself, like, I'm never going to be perfect for anyone. I can only satisfy myself and so I feel like that's why you know you have to try at least why I'm trying to be goal values based rather than goals based I mean it's good to have goals it's important to have goals and things that you want but if you're only focused on the next big thing you're never going to be satisfied with who you currently are and I feel like that's something that I was like shoot like I saw someone say that on TikTok like and I was like oh that was pretty deep like found that on TikTok like yeah TikTok has some deep stuff I guess (laughs) I think that also going off like your um values-based versus goals-based. I feel like a lot of people have saying earlier when you like hate your first job, you're always told like, well, just keep looking, keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. And so once you feel kind of safe in a job, like I'll find myself still looking for other jobs. And I'm like, why am I looking for other jobs when I absolutely love my job? Like why, why do we live in a world where it's like we have to keep one upping ourselves, you know? I totally agree. I mean, I, at my first job that I got out of college, I immediately loved it because I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Like my first big girl job in the real world. And then the second that things were not how I wanted it to go, I'm on, I'm on Indeed looking for things. I'm on, I'm on uh, LinkedIn looking for things because like, oh, the second something isn't going right, I feel like 
we already live in a very fast paced society. So the second things don't go the way we want, we're on to the next thing. Like, see you later. Like, oh, I don't, I don't like you anymore. We're, we are not, we are trained to just go to the next thing. We are not trained to sit back and think about the consequences and the pros. We just make decisions very fast. And I totally agree. Like I, I left my last job because like I, it was genuinely toxic. I did, I was not going to be able to be there anymore, like comfortably, like mentally for myself. So I thought that was a good decision to go. Like I was just not happy. And you know that too. Like I told you about that. Now in this job, I feel very happy. Like I feel content and I really like it, but there, I, I can't help but think sometimes like, oh, like, is there more money somewhere else? Is there, you know, a better chance of me moving up the ladder faster? Like, like, I don't know. You can't help but question those things no matter what you're doing and where you are. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to throw something at you. You didn't know we were going to do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if you want to do this or not. Oh God, I'm scared. Um, So this thing just came up and it said 11 questions every 20 something needs to ask. I think we should go through them. This is, this is a a podcast podcast turn question and answer game. I love it. Go for it. Give me a question. Do you really want to? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I do. Okay. So, um, the first one is, do the people I'm surrounded by bring me life? So like, do you think the people in your life are bringing you to be in life? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that makes sense. And I would say, yeah. I feel like I've done really well at that kind of removing people who maybe held me down. I feel like definitely the ones I have in my life right now are helping me experience life. I, I would I would say yes. I think sometimes maybe we struggle a bit, but I, we have to kind of bring each other back and be like, hey, like you might be preventing me from doing this. I don't know. So I would say yeah, for the most part. So I'm continuing to read this article as you talk a little bit. And one of the things says... Are your friends taking steps forward or are they still playing beer pong in the basement? We're still playing beer pong in the basement. <laughs> no, I'm just no, kidding. Honestly. But no, we, yeah, we are. We su- yeah, sometimes we are. Sometimes we just want to go back and be like crazy again. Like and not have to dress up and be, oh, like I'm drinking wine and talking in a British accent. Okay. I don't know where that came from. But I will say that. That's funny that it said beer pong because I think that people, it when it says bring you life, it, playing beer pong can bring you life and it can bring you those great relationships. Okay, next question is who inspires you the most? Oh, that's a good one. Who inspires me the most? Um, hmm. I would say get inspiration here and there from a lot of people, but I would say the person who inspires me the most is probably my grandpa. Like he, um, owns like, he's had this family owned accounting firm in our family for years and he's been in it and such a hard worker and also has helped me like figure out who I am kind of sets me straight. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he looks out for the, the best in me and I really look up to him. So I would say he probably inspires me the most How about you. I like this question. And I also, as we're going through these, everyone, you should maybe write these down as we go through them and ask yourself if you're in your 20s, like, or even not in your 20s. I feel like these are kind of good questions to ask you at any point. Just do a nice little check-in on yourself. Um, like a journal, like yeah. maybe take a journal and just talk, yeah. like journal about the questions. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Um, but so who inspires me the most? When you were talking, I was sitting here thinking about 
some people and three people come to mind. I already know I'm going to get a phone call from my grandma saying, why don't I inspire you, Bubby? Um, you do inspire me very much. Okay, I'm already giving you that shout out. I love you very much. But also the three people that popped into my, my mind are my mom, my dad, and my sister. And I think my dad, he is very hardworking, sometimes too hardworking. Um, and but that I think is where I've always gotten like my determination to do things. Um, but I also learned something from him. He really needs to open his own gym one day. He, he won't. So he'll probably die being a builder. But that is my wish for him is to open a gym one day. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, she, she inspires me because when my parents got divorced, she was a single mom. Or, like, she, not single mom. Yes, of course she was single mom. My dad was single dad. Um, She was a single mom in the aspect, like, she hadn't been working. So then she had to go find a job. She went back to school. She found a great job. And now she is working a sales job that, like, she's at some of the, like, highest part of her company. She's rocking the world. And she moved up that quickly by just, like, her determination, which is, again, why I think I'm so determined to do things. And then my little sister, I guess this would go for Peyton or Amanda, but Amanda, she is the most determined person I've ever met. And she is so determined to like make a change in the world. She's all about like eco-friendly, like the environment, like big on she, whatever she says her beliefs are, like she's going to act on them. And like she definitely is determined. Now Peyton, she is determined to be good at gymnastics. So for a five-year-old, pretty darn proud of her. But yeah, so you know, maybe thank the people who inspire you in your life. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna skip number three because we have too many. But if you are journaling, you should do. What are some of your favorite stories to tell? So, oh, we have tons of those. We need to like do a whole podcast like day. I think that is important to be on here because like, don't you want to be able to like tell your grandchildren about your life? Like, I think about that sometimes when I like reevaluate my life. I'm like. Am I going to be able to like tell cool stories to my grandkids and inspire them to do things? Right. I think about that sometimes too. Like not my grandkids, but just my kids in general, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, this one's kind of fun. Would I want to live with myself? Uh, like would I want to be my roommate? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting better. But sometimes. But sometimes. Alec, <laughs> Alec would probably be like, Yes, Kate's a great, like, roommate, but sometimes I hate doing things. Like, I'm just like, I'll do it. I'm tired. Like, just leave me alone. Like, because we don't, we don't have a dishwasher right now, so we have to do our dishes. And, like, I, that's, I think, or, like, and take the trash out and stuff. I feel like that's one thing that Alec and I, like, get mad at each other the most on. But I know, like, when I cook, like, I am so bad at doing my dishes right after I cook that Alec is just, like, just do them. I'm just like, no, like, I just want to eat my food and I just don't want to do it. Like, can you do it? Like, (laughs) I'm awful. Like, so, like, I would want to be my roommate because I feel like I'm a very respectful roommate. Like, I leave you alone when you want to be left alone. I do my thing. Like, I do my own thing. But I feel like with cleaning, I'm getting better. But I don't know if I would want to be my roommate in that way. So part of me wants to be like, oh my gosh, I would love myself as a roommate. But then the other part is like, I know Sam probably hates living with me. Yes, he loves me. But I think he probably hates living with me. And the reason I would love living with myself is because I would give myself so much attention. Because I give Sam 
too much attention, I think. I want him to sit beside me while I'm at work just because I want him close to me. Um, But he does not enjoy that. He hates it. Um, So I think we would be great, me and myself would be great roommates, except I would also get super annoyed about how anxious I get when I come home and I'm just like, I'm freaking out and sam's like rebecca chill but like if it was rebecca chill that's gonna be my like my motto on this podcast rebecca chill oh my god (laughs) but like sam's like rebecca chill and i'm if i was my roommate i'd be like oh my god you're right you should be anxious like oh like be so oh my god okay the next one is do i love my insecurities or do i love from my strengths. Oh, wait. Do I love from my insecurities or do I love from my strengths? And the difference is loving from your insecurities demands from others. Loving from your strengths gives to them. Oh. That is really interesting. And I would say that I, in the past, may have loved from my insecurities more. So like, I'm guessing this means like, if I'm insecure about something that I love others because maybe they possess a quality that I don't you know, and maybe I'm fixated on that, but I'm really trying to be like, love others because like I love others. Like I want to love people who also like give off the attention of loving others. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would say that I don't find people that have qualities that I don't. I feel like if I vibe with you and we like get along, like if you, I feel like with me, like I'm very like first impressions ridden. You know what I mean? Like if you give me a bad first impression then I'm probably going to like think that of you for a while you know and I and I and I don't like that but like I love people I would say who give off good vibes like positive energy like I feel like that's kind of where I strive yeah. and that answers the question it's and maybe I'll post this link on our story um but it says loving from your strengths hears other successes and celebrates with them Loving from your insecurities does not want other people to succeed more than yourself, which kind of goes off how you were like, um, said you maybe used to love from your insecurities because you like loved people who had the qualities you wanted. Mm -hmm. So like, that's like, um, but I would say for me, I, I think I have found myself doing both Mm -hmm. right now. I don't remember any instincts, but I can remember in times like I, I'm a very giving person and I think sometimes I gave so much because I was hoping that they would like maybe they would would give you the same thing in return um and I learned very quickly that like I have way too high expectations of other people and myself and I definitely needed to change that like yeah you know what it's interesting because I know this about you I do know that about you. Yes. And that's not like, it's not bad to have high expectations of other people. I just think people show love to others in different ways. Like you are very like, I want to show these people that I love them with all these things, like with a big party or something. But I know like with you, you don't want a surprise party. Like I'm not going to show you that I care about you or love you with a big giant party. You know what I mean? That I know that you do not want because I tried it and you got really (laughs) mad at me. (laughs) What kind of going back to the story, I was trying to plan a surprise party for Becca's birthday like three years ago with her with your mom. And you got so mad because I wasn't telling you what we were doing. But I was like, hey, like, like, 
you know what, we're doing this, but like, that's all I can tell you. And you're like, just tell me, Kate. Like, seriously, I'm mad at you. Like, oh, you were so mad at me. Oh, but like, oh, me, I would have loved no, that. You know I what I mean? Can, but I, I, there's only been a select, select three times three in my times. life I can memorize them that people have tried to surprise me. My mom has been in all three of those incidents because she lives to torture me. She does. I mean, one of the first surprises she did, going off topic a little bit, but it might, it's a funny story. For one of my birthdays, she invited, you know in grade school when you have a boyfriend, but like you don't see them outside. You don't go on dates. You just like. Yeah, we just, we hold hands in the hallway because our friends made us. I think maybe at a fish fry, we like kissed once. That was our first kiss. And it was like, oh, whole world. Michael, Michael B. I won't say your last name, but Michael B. B. It's not, he's, he, he's gay now, but he was my um boyfriend in elementary Yours school. was a Michael too? So was mine. Yeah. I remember I was in the hallway and had a big crush on him. And our friend Taylor forced us to hold hands. She she held our hands together in the hallway. He was a heartthrob. He was. He was pretty cool. I haven't seen him in years, though. Like, so Michael fun. B. Sorry. Sorry to bring that up. Michael B. Um, But, yeah, like, I remember she had, for my birthday, we were going to the L game basketball game and she invited him and I didn't know but the night of all I heard I something was being suspicious and me and my sister Lisa me and my sister have a pact we're like if mom is throwing a surprise we tell each other like we don't when this happened years ago me and Amanda made that pact because I told Amanda I would kill her if she didn't tell me and she she fell for it I would never kill you Amanda but so I forced her like in my room like strangling her almost to be like Amanda tell me what is going on or like and like I I think I faked a panic attack because I was like on the verge of a panic attack and then she was like okay mom invited Michael to the basketball game and got you guys your own tickets and you have to sit alone together and I was like this is my worst nightmare so yeah. Big. Big. Yikes. Yes. And so yes. then it was too late to even cancel. So it still had to happen. And it was absolutely horrible. Horrible. We were in like the nosebleeds. Oh, I hated it. I'm so sorry that happened I mean, to like you. it really had am. nothing to do with him. It was just like I was so uncomfortable because I was weird and like in seventh grade and my mom was letting me go on dates. Ugh. Um, did you ever have the like crush or the boyfriend that like everyone like like you you had a planned kiss outside of the school before the buses left and like middle school and everyone stood around you in a circle or like a planned hug literally that happened at a fish fry yes <laughs> recently like i don't know recently. if you guys no no recently like on tiktok there have been these videos like i don't know if you guys know like Waking up in the morning, think about so many things. Sam sang that to me the other day. I don't know. It's all over TikTok, and a lot of people, the trend is like, it'll have that song in the background, and like the caption is, thinking about the time that I planned an after-school hug for my best friend. And it's like the video of like, the best friend and the boyfriend or like whoever, whoever the two people were planning on kissing and like a whole circle of people around them. And then they hug and everyone's like, like it's such a big deal. I was a part of that with, Justin. How many <laughs> boyfriends did you have? I was I was a I was a cool girl. I was a cool girl. All the boys wanted to have me. <laughs> oh no, Alec, you better watch out. Her no, middle no. middle school loves are gonna come after her. I still I uh I remember I had this big crush on this guy named Justin. 
I still have him on Instagram. I hope he's not like listening to this, but I know like, like we still like have like connections. Like I yeah. still see him on social media. Hey, Justin, sorry to bring you up, <laughs> but Hey, remember whenever we had that planned kiss <laughs> at Ackerman middle school, <laughs> I still think about it. Cause it was so cringy. I still think about it. Oh, my first kiss was even worse. Kate, it was even worse. It was at the fish fry and he gave me choices. He was like, so, um, A, I kiss you. B, you kiss me. Or C, we kiss each other. <laughs> and I, what? And I think I can't, picked like, A, you kiss me. And then we kissed and like ran. We ran from each other. The thing that the thing that's so funny about my planned kiss after school, like yours at the fish fry, that kiss that I had with Justin, it wasn't even a kiss. Like we never kissed. I was too awkward. So, but like we were standing there in front of each other for like probably a good five minutes, and everyone like had their phones out. And I remember like I think it was just so uncomfortable for me that like I just I couldn't do it, and it was so awkward because like I had such a big crush on him at the time. Were and were I, you guys I, like oh, dating? <laughs> We were like, no, like we weren't dating, like, but we would like text each other and say like, I like you. And then I texted him back and I would say, thanks. I didn't say I liked you too. Oh I said, thanks. Oh my God. I was so, I was so, so cringy mean. in middle school. I mean, like, I didn't know what else to say. I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I like me too. <laughs> thanks. Oh my God, I hate. Okay. God, that we really reared off on that question. I know, but that's so funny though. Okay, wine review. What is it time for wine review? Gosh, it's, it's we've been, been on we've been talking minutes. for like fifty minutes. Remember, we took that pause. Really? Okay. God. No, it's okay. Yeah, we'll finish the eleven questions that you need to be in your twenties. I like that. Yeah. Because right now. Guys, like, please follow us on Instagram, Winding Through My 20s on Instagram. Ask us questions, slide into our DMs. Maybe we need to be better at, like, saying, like, hey, like, ask us questions and stuff. We, I feel, I feel like we're trying to be more active through our social media. I think we're going to have one of our friends help us run the social media and get that all set up. So for now, since, like, we're not having a ton of people ask us questions on Instagram, we'll use those as our Yeah, like, I agree. No, I and they're like fun that. questions. So we will continue to do that. Um, we'll check back in next week. So you have to listen to answer the – don't Google it or you'll get to do that too. You have to listen to us. Um, but, yeah, let's do the wine review. So collection, the collection, collection from Target, um, it is a red blend. Yeah, a red blend – this is a red blend we should probably put like we should put like seductive music on here like at our wine review like red blend perfect okay. no art shoot okay I'm done. Th thank you okay so i read a little bit about it um apparently it's really good with a good barbecue like if you want to barbecue for the spring weather coming up um at my new house, when I'm going to have my birthday, we have a grill that comes with our house. So we'll, maybe we'll have some of the collection. A grill comes with your house? Yeah. Oh, you're renting. I forgot. I was yeah, like, we're renting. I don't, it's in the backyard. And we asked. And we go, this is like the I, only grill. I literally asked, do we, do we get the grill? And he was like, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So the whole point of the bottle is, like, like I said, it has some like abstract art on it. It says that winemaking is an artistry in a bottle. So they, that's where they came from, the collection. And they're like logos and stuff but 
I would say it's great. It's a great tasting wine. It's only $9.99 at Target. Um, that's pretty, this is a pretty good wine for that price. Deal. Honestly. So, um, totally recommend if you just like for The Bachelor tomorrow or Monday night, totally sip on some of this. To be quite honest, I really like this wine because it's just like that typical wine that is just good no matter when you're going to have it. it. The bottle is really cute. I think the reason I picked this wine for us to drink today because like we, Becca has a stack of wines that we can drink from and I picked this one because it has a cute bottle. Like it has that pink and that purple that I really like. I'm very like a bottle packaging type person. I really like it. And this red is really good. Like it's just sleek. sleek. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you tonight, guys. Come see us next week. Absolutely. Please come see us next week. Thank you all for the support. Um, we hope to expand our viewing. I think we're going to start promoting some more things. I know a lot of our viewers right now are people that we know. And of course, people that we love. Like, thank you guys for supporting us. Like, we really mean a lot. It really means a lot to us. Um, and I think next week we're going to maybe have a special guest. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think we're going to start having people come on. Friends, Friends. boyfriends. You know, maybe some random people on the side of the street. We'll, t- we'll touch base. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram. Give us a nice little heart. Um, get our name out there so that we can, I don't know. Be fun. And if you're if you're on Spotify and you're not following us and you support us, give us a follow, please. We appreciate the ones who have already followed us, but please just tap that follow button and you'll be notified every time we upload a podcast and you'll be one of the first people to know um, every Wednesday. So, Well, thank you for whining through our 20s tonight with us. We had a blast, so we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>